1: Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. My name is Deborah Hatswell and you're listening to BBR Investigations. Now that I've seen it, I don't walk the woods anymore. I saw the devil's dog. Tonight I bring you an account of an upright canine-like creature that once again took place in Staffordshire. It happened on a country lane quite close to Shiffnell. A beautiful area just off the River Wharf and the Severn, surrounded by green belt and rural land, set within the strong earth energy ring that radiates out from Canic Chase. This encounter fits with many others in the area that I'll also share with you. And a number of key words were mentioned that clued me into some very similar reports. More on that later. For now, let's hear from our witness. She too is a daughter of the dragon and has roots running back several generations in this area. A witness tonight is named Polly and she said, Hi Deb, first of all, thank you for your great work. It really does help people like me who are looking for answers after experiencing some of the strangest things. You hear the stories from other people and when you share them it helps me and it's really appreciated. I was actually going to contact you regarding an encounter I had about 1.30am at the tail end of July 2020 but I hadn't quite plucked up the courage. In fact I only started following your Facebook page earlier and I felt a prompt to just get in touch and speak to you. Now I listen to a lot of shows on YouTube, but I find it difficult to catch live shows due to commitments of work, so I only caught the last section of your other of live show. Once I was able to sit down and watch it, and I then went back to the beginning, and I listened to it in its entirety. Oh my God, I was so shocked, yet so very, very relieved too. Two of the reports you mentioned are really close to where I had my experience and I'm really struggling to explain it. And what I found even more uncanny was the fact that you talked about cryptids using the waterways, the streams and the brooks and the rivers to move around unseen. This is very similar to what happened to me and I absolutely believe this is how the creature I encountered found me. And he scared me for a few days later, about six miles away in Shifnal, but this time it happened in a town park on the playing fields. I was already shaken up by the first event and I was actually thinking about what had happened when I believe I had my second encounter with the same creature. My first encounter was right by some rural traffic lights, they used to flow single-file traffic as you drive over a section of the River Wharf, quite rural. I didn't realise there was a brook or a stream there until after the event. I was visiting a relative and I'd moved between the home I was staying at and their place. I'm not a morning person and the summer was beautiful twenty twenty-two, and I love to walk in nature. I find it soothing and up until this happened I've never really given much thought to the places I walk. It's only afterwards when you see the sheer size and power of these things that you suddenly become hyper aware of your surroundings at all times. That never goes away. It doesn't leave you. It was really hot that summer and people were not walking the dogs in the daytime. They were taking them out later. And I left my relative in the early hours of the morning when it's much cooler than in the heat of the day. And I'd walk my dog then before getting in the car and setting off home. I was on a b road and in the daytime it can get busy it's the main road through the area but in the early hours you see very little traffic and that's when i used to love to be out and about but not anymore the road is like many rural roads in the uk it isn't lit at night and it winds around corners through farm fields and woodlands there are small streams and brooks and there's a small bridge as i said And you have to use the traffic lights there it was still really warm i had the windows of the car partially down to help with the breeze for me and the dog unfortunately i was traveling alone and it was just me and the dog when i slowed down as the lights were green and for quite some time i was feeling really spooked and i'd felt the same way each time i'd passed there I would waited here as I visited my relative every night for weeks, so I was hoping if I went slow enough the lights wouldn't be on red, because sometimes it takes a long time for the lights to change. I was also putting down some of the front windows of the car due to that spooky feeling. As I came around the sweeping bend which takes you past the woodlands, I looked and I could see something there, and I thought to myself, is that a shy horse? due to its sheer size and bulk. And it walked straight out into the road because it was really big and tall. I just assumed that it was a very valuable animal that had escaped from a private residence somewhere. And maybe the owners were not aware of this. I'm used to animals and horses. So I stopped, turning my lights down low so I didn't spook it. And I reversed my car to get a better look at it as I couldn't work out what sort of animal it was, other than it being a huge horse. My first thought was that I needed to help this animal so it wasn't stuck in the road, you know, or got hit by an oncoming car or got spooked and broke its leg. I was going to phone the police or the highways and report it and wait until they came. I sincerely wish I hadn't stopped and seen what I did, and I doubt that I would have been having any further encounters if I hadn't stopped and I realized there was no way I was phoning the police after I got a better look at it I couldn't see the back end of this horse or its back legs so I looked closely and I looked at the big humpback of a horse and I could see an elongated face or a snout and it did have ears on top of its head but it was standing up on two legs So at that point, my brain scanned all the animals I could think of that had an upright stance, a kind of humped stance, bent legs, fur, ears on head. Was it a kangaroo? And then I thought, well, why didn't it bounce bob as it moved? Because kangaroos have a very distinct way of moving and this didn't move like that. It crossed the road with a normal gait and went off into the greenery on the other side. And At this point, I'm still thinking, this is just an animal, and I couldn't recognise it. I knew if I left it alone out there, it would come to harm, and because there were no other cars on that lane, I chanced reversing the car to see if I could keep an eye on where it went while I phoned the police to report it. For all it was warm, it was really dark, and I was straining to look into the shrub and the bushes that were there. The night was still, and what was weird, Was there was no sound of it moving off into those bushes. I listened as I had the back window open and it was silent outside. So I stayed there for a minute trying to scan the trees and I was convinced I could see this horse and it was just that its limbs were hidden by the trees. The tree was really big and gnarly and the branches hung down due to the summer foliage. I kept my eye on the tree and I pulled forward so I could reverse a bit and see it in my reverse lights more clearly. And as I did so, I realised the gnarly tree was a chest and the thick branches were its arms and legs. It had defined muscle. You could see its pecs, like a man who works out but much bigger. It had the build of a big strong muscle man like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It had a very ripped chest. And the muscles were clear. It had hair and visible skin. And to be honest, at that point, I knew it wasn't a horse. And I thought, oh shit. And it moved. And at that point, I just didn't look up. I put the car into gear and I drove forward. I can't tell you why I did that. It just happened. I don't even remember checking to see what colour the traffic lights were. All I could think about at that point was getting out of there. As best and as fast as I could. There were no other cars out there, no lights of any kind. I was in a panic, shutting all the windows at once. I was so shaken up. I just couldn't get them to work. All while trying to pull myself together and drive out of there. And then I realized I couldn't shut the back window that had.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere. Playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus.
1: Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Voting for the dog. When this thing made a move, my dog whimpered in the back. She's a working dog. She's used to farm, woods, and fields. Nothing scares her at all. I just could not work out what it was. I think it was the shock of not being able to see that it wasn't a horse. I wasn't scared until I realised that. Any animal I came across didn't fit it's description. I've seen a large black cat and even that didn't fit it's size, bulk or description or the way it moved. It was not moving like a cat, it wasn't feline in any way. It didn't cross my mind to look in the rearview mirror to see if it was following me because in my head I was scared it'd try and climb in the window, I floored it and just concentrating on getting home. My hair was flapping and so was the dog's ears. I swore every swear word known to man and I was just completely crapping myself. I got home and I was really shaken. I didn't sleep a wink at night at that point. It just played and played in my head and I couldn't stop it. And for days afterwards, I felt like I could feel it. I felt like I was being watched. I was so afraid I changed my whole routine. I didn't want it to know where I was and the idea of sitting at those traffic lights filled me with dread. A few days later I decided to walk my dog in a different place, closer to the brook and I would stay away from the woodlands. There's an area that's closer to people and you do see people there enjoying the place with their dogs are playing sports. I was across a brook at a quieter area, but it's by no means out in the fields. I'm sitting by the park track playing with my dog and the track gives you a bit of elevation. And I'm sitting there telling myself that I needed to stop being so paranoid all of the time. And all the time I'm sitting there, I could feel that it was around. It's going on dusk and I'm having a full conversation with myself, trying to calm myself down. And to kind of shake that feeling I had a bit of a walk back to the car which was on the road, so I'm sitting there and I start to hear foliage breaking and branches snapping in the small wooden coppice next to me. I began to feel that whatever was doing this was trying to get my attention. I talked myself out of that by deciding it was just probably a landowner cleaning up in the woodland and at the time trying to prove I just had the jitters I decided to mind speak to it, you know, as you would with spirit. I knew I wouldn't get an answer back and then I'd feel a bit braver and I'd stay out a bit longer. I'm still struggling with all this all these months on, but that's not how it played out. When I spoke to it, I got an answer. I said to myself, okay, if you're real, break something now. And it did. I did this a number of times and each time I'd hear a crack or a break. And when I didn't say anything, there was silence. I didn't freak out, which was strange. In fact, I started to relax a bit. So much so that I got up and I walked closer to the brook, closer to the wood line. And as I was walking, I asked it what it was. I said, what are you? Who are you? I don't understand who you are. And at that moment, It put a thought in my head. A thought that took me back to a memory I'd not thought about in years. A memory for when I was a young girl and I was out with my father. It wasn't something I'd forgotten. I just hadn't thought about it in a long time. And it was a bit of a scary event, to be honest. And so many weird and scary things happened when I was young. This memory kind of paled in comparison. But thinking back on it, it made sense. I didn't really bring it to mind myself. It suddenly popped into my mind. I was about five and I saw something really scary. My dad would walk miles with me out in the fields and I'd pester my dad to take me to a place called Devil's Hole. And there's a few times he said no, but I was fascinated with it because the name's so strange. It's like this huge rocky hole in the fields and there are lots of mine tunnels and natural tunnel systems. I had run off a little way up the track and Dad was behind me when I stopped and asked, what's that? I could see an animal up ahead, but I have no idea what it was, but I sure my Dad would. He said, come on, we're going, that's a wolf. And it was a wolf, but it was also standing on two legs. I didn't think it was a wolf. I thought, and I have called it ever since, the Devil's Dog. I called it that because, for all it had a wolf's head, fur and legs, it also had shoulders and a body like a man. We just got out of there and said nothing about it, but it really scared me. A few weeks later my dad got into trouble because I was out with Mum and I saw an Irish wolf found and I was terrified and freaked out. I had to tell Mum why I was scared. Mum tried to explain it away as an oversized mangy fox. But my dad was insistent it was a wolf. And to me, it was the devil's dog. I called it that until I saw a film a few years later. And I realised what I'd seen. Do you remember the old pirate DVDs that you could rent from the market? Well, my friend had one. And asked me to watch it. And I saw the cover photo. And that was enough for me. It looked exactly like the thing. I knew what I saw then was a werewolf and that scared me so much I kinda shut down at that point. I just pushed it away for years until it was put into my head next to that brook. I don't think people outside the UK realise how when we were growing up there was no mention of cryptids, never heard of dogmen, werewolves or Bigfoot. There was the odd American TV show but nothing in the show that we watched here Some people in the UK still call it the abominable snowman to this day because there's such a lack of information out there. As this thing put that image into my mind, I asked it a question, or I challenged it, I suppose. In my mind, I said, if you're one of those creatures, push over that big old birch tree. Nothing happened. And then the tree started to shake a bit. I looked to see if any of the people in the park seemed to be paying any attention to what was happening where I was. And I realised I was a woman out alone and it could grab and take me in seconds and nobody would know. They would just find my car in the car park. And at that moment, everything clicked into place. I am certain what I was connecting with was some kind of being, like a dogman or a Sasquatch. It suddenly dawned on me just how serious this could turn and I walked away to my car. I still had to go and visit my relative before going home and at this point I would not slept a full night's sleep in weeks. I was living on my nerves, questions constantly being asked in my head. I was worn out, I was shaken up and confused. It got so bad I got in the habit of staying up all night and sleeping after 9am in the morning until late afternoon, and even then I wasn't getting any rest. I tried to tell my friend about it, but she brought up the fact that I'd seen pixies many years ago, and I did. That really happened, but it's also something nobody believes when I tell them, yet they're the most natural things here in the UK. It felt awful to be going through this, and when I told people, they'd look at me vacantly or just kind of laugh at me. I was so scared that I avoided that part the next day. I started to change loads of things about my routines. It really did have that much of an effect on me and my mental health. I'd asked myself over and over if it really happened. I doubt myself even though I knew it had happened. It makes you feel ill. But where I was living there are not that many places where you can run your dog off lead. So a day or so later I had to go back to the park. I had to just talk myself out of all of this. The tree that I'd asked it to break had one of its biggest branches snapped off. It had been really dry, warm and sunny for weeks. It was the end of July during the heat wave. There was no natural reason for that huge bough to be down. Normally, my dog heads straight for the brook if she likes me to throw the ball in for her to retrieve, especially when it's warm but that didn't happen that day. I have a picture in that tree. It scared me that much. On the second encounter at the park, as I explained, there was some form of mind communication. And I think this is what I'm finding most uncomfortable about discussing. I asked how it found me, and I got this mocking laugh for a reply, and it said, I found you by the stream. And I went to Google and pulled up a map And I found the river wharf right underneath where my car had been sitting at those traffic lights. I'm on a little bridge and the water runs underneath. The mind speak had not happened since. But I know that it has also been very close to me multiple times since then. About seven weeks ago, I am convinced that it growled at me when I was out walking my dog in the evening. This has been the only time it has made a menacing noise and it scared the crap out of me. I don't go anywhere now, other than really public places, I rarely go out at night anymore. My relatives returned home and I stayed here to care for them. Close by there's a natural cycle route in the park and if I'm being brave that day, I can go around dusk and I will be honest if it's eerie there, it's not nice. I stopped using the back garden at home because I'm convinced it's watching me out there. So much so, I will only use the front garden. The last time I was in the back garden and I am convinced I saw a head watching me over the hedge. You could see it moving and in the daylight the next day I went and I stood where it had been. I know it was watching me from the back garden. It was watching me and it knows where I live. You can't get into those fields at the back of the house. They're private and all fenced off. The fences are between six to eight feet tall and that doesn't seem to be a problem to it. So I went to the park one night and there were lots of lovely trees and some of them were a couple of hundred years old and as I passed those trees, something growled at me. It wasn't a dog or a cat and it was deep and I could feel it in my chest. I checked out large cat growls online and they were not the same. I also knew it wasn't doing the best growl that it could. It was holding back. It had a feeling to it. And for nights afterwards, I knew it was near the house. i turn on all the lights when I can. I did tell it to stay away, and I haven't had to do anything to the house itself, but it's watching me from that hedge. My dog's a doll and she's a working dog. She will chase and kill anything that runs, so I have to be careful with her off lead. Hence, it's not easy to walk her anywhere. She's scared of nothing, but she will not go into that back garden. She won't even pee. Sometimes she just stands there and barks and barks and this is not normal behaviour for her. I remember my dad telling me when we were walking that if I ever went into woodland and it was silent, I should get out of there quickly. In the early 90s, my dad was out on one of his walks and he came home really shaken up. And at first we were laughing because we thought he was making it up. But he said he was stoned out of the woods the whole way through and something chased him was pelting him with stones. He said it chased him out of the woods. My dad's handy, his ex army he's a big bloke and he can handle himself. He is convinced it wasn't a man or a gamekeeper that followed him that day. Whatever it was, he described it as big. He was really scared by that incident and it put him off walking in certain areas. All of this has really stressed me out prior to these events, I had no idea that creatures like these existed, especially not in the UK. I didn't know what cryptids were and I did not listen or watch anything to do with that subject ever. Now I'm obsessed to learn everything I can in order to understand what it is, what that creature I saw was. I told a few people at the time but the reaction I got wasn't good. People find it funny and they start laughing or they look at you like you're bonkers. I've only spoken to one person who knows about these things since it happened. Someone else I know also told me about a strange experience they had, very close to the area where I encountered the creature. And this experience happened within days of mine. And although it was a month or so after it happened, when they told me about it, I hadn't told them that I'd seen anything. I do wonder if it's the same creature or the same species that we saw. I also had multiple strange childhood experience for over 30 years beforehand. And it's where I grew up and my family have lived here for generations. Although I think about it a lot and without a doubt I do that every single day. I still feel uncomfortable talking about it because it's so bizarre and it sounds so unbelievable. I do think the creature I saw was a dogman of some sort, but I can't be sure, because I did not see its facial features. I'm very keen to share my first encounter with you and others, though, as I'm hoping someone else might have encountered something similar. I'm hoping to find, you know, some kind of backup, I guess. I'm just still really uncomfortable with what happened after that. I'm still not sure whether I can fully believe it myself at times. It has drastically changed my life and how safe and comfortable I feel now so it's not something I can just put behind me and move on. It's also opened Pandora's box about some of my childhood experiences and made me want answers on all sorts of things now. What is strange is that I moved away to another county for many years. I'd only been back in the area about seven weeks when it happened So I'm very uncomfortable walking with my dog out and about and I've completely stopped walking in the woodlands and rural locations that I loved as a child. I'm very sensitive and I've had many paranormal experiences though. But I'm struggling with this event because the creature I saw seemed to me to be flesh and blood, if that makes sense. Best regards, Polly Dragonfly. The creature Polly described was very horse like in bulk and in its head shape, but it was seen standing upright on two legs. Polly asked me why they tend to show themselves when they really could have hidden and remained in plain sight, you know. In 90% of the cases, the creature simply walks out of the hedgerow into the road in plain sight without seemingly a care in the world about being spotted. I also think they show themselves deliberately. When this thing is seen in the daytime, it's described as dark in color, and at night it's darker than the blackness around it. Polly also described its bulky, muscled frame as looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Just a sort of short drive northeast brings us to on Trent in a small village of Littlestone, where I believe around the same time as Polly was experiencing her creatures in Shifnal, two people. Also young at the time, so a very similar creature. Walk out from the hedgerow. Listen to the description and the words the couple used to describe what they saw. We saw the horrid beast of Little Stone. One man was a young man travelling in a family car with his mother. When he saw something, he's never forgotten. The second was a young girl of nineteen. When she saw the same creature, further up the road. Many years later, they ended up as a couple. They had a conversation that started with the question, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen? Both witnesses felt unable to identify the creature they saw, although both of them felt it was a cross between a horse or a dog of some kind. They both saw it step out of the hedgerow and come into the road. When it did this, it was walking on two legs and they both used the words Minotaur to to describe the body and the bulk of the creature. The couple described the black fur as being blacker than black and they agreed this beast did not care that they would seen it. In fact it felt like it didn't give a damn that they were there. On both occasions it crossed the road in front of the car and went from one side to the other in a very quick motion. Ant stated that the creature he saw that day was built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was powerfully built and solid. He said I was looking at him as we were getting closer to him down the road. And he then walked into the middle of the road and he waited there. And it just stood there as we drove past. It was within inches of the car. And it just stood there, almost on the white line, just waiting for us to pass by. It looked as it walked through the fence. It almost blended into the trees what I saw was like a minotaur, it was huge and muscled, I same minotaur as they have no other way of describing or explaining what I saw that day. Nothing really fits with how it looked. The top of its body was huge, its arms and chest were so muscular you could see every definition. It was built like a bodybuilder, but much bigger, however its legs were slightly bent Almost like something with four legs standing up on its hind legs. So it had that kind of walk. It walked like a human. Its head was almost wolf or dog-like and it had huge red eyes. And on top of its head, there were small pointy ears. But they could have been horns. I'm not really sure. Ant's partner Mel said... Around 1986 when Ant and I were chatting about strange experiences we would both had in life, he told me about a strange creature he would seen close to stone in an area I know well. I knew as he described what he saw and how it acted that I too had seen and experienced this beast when I was around the age of 19. I remember I had an old Fiesta pop and I was driving close to stone and Chartley on the way to the Cock Inn. There's one particular road that's really narrow and difficult to drive, it's farm lanes, you know. There are no lights out there, even the odd cottage is so well hidden behind the trees and shrubbery, they'll give off no light. The only lights you have to guide you are the car's headlights, and you have to drive really slowly. My boyfriend back then was rubbaging through the shelves, still trying to find a tape cassette he wanted. And then, from the right hand side of the road, this thing steps out of the blackness. He stepped into the road in front of the car. It wasn't in a hurry whatsoever. It was really big. I'm five foot tall, so I think this creature was somewhere around 67 feet tall, and it was up on its hind legs, and it was completely black in colour. Its head and face was hard to describe. It was like a cross between a dog and a horse. It was long in the snout and had nostrils like a horse. But the ears were more like the ears of a wolf. Not floppy like a dog's ears, they were pointed, like a wolf. It stepped from my right-hand side into the road and I slowed the car down to an almost stop. It crossed the road in two or three steps as the legs on this creature were long. I didn't have to stop the car as it moved off into the left-hand verge. It happened in five seconds, due to the size of the thing and the narrowness of the road. It did look towards a car, and it didn't care that I'd seen it. It, I just couldn't make out the face on this thing. Many years ago, when I was able-bodied, I was in the process of trying to stop myself being so scared in the woods like Polly. I started with the Rudland right at the back of my house, as it has a sharp railway embankment. It has like a metal fence to stop people accessing the line. So for me, that felt like the safest things. And it runs out into the food fields. so sometimes you'd see migrant workers and they'd walk the track at night you know it's the simplest route home for some people i've seen red lights out there a number of times but i was gradually building up my courage night after night trying to be able to get myself back out into the dark mark would even get the atv and he'd sit me on it tap me into the woods and i'd sit on a log you know and just stay out there for longer and longer periods And I was kind of trying to push back against the fear I think, like Polly. One day I was there with Eric and my daughter and we heard huge thuds and you could feel it on the ground and it was communicating. It was really unnerving and at this point we began to see figures in the tree line. We'd see fast running figures or we hear huge breaks and bangs and thuds you know. I actually filmed the figures, believe it or not, and they were kind of dark in colour and you could see three different sizes of them and they were bobbing up and down in like the trees and the bushes using the shade and the shadow to hide. There was a clearing, quite a big clearing, between the woodland we were standing in and the woodland that the figures were in and I filmed them and I know I got them on tape because I watched it back there and then, and it was as clear as day. And I said, Erica, can you see them? And she pointed them out. When I got home, there was nothing on that tape. There was no video on there at all. I checked the SD card, went through it all again. Not there. One day we're in the same area. We found a footprint in the peep and it was filling with water quickly. So what or who left it? it was only seconds in front of us in the woods. And we didn't see a soul. It's not the type of place that people go walking down there. It's got quite deep water. You've got to know the area. My daughter followed the footprints through the marsh, up the embankment, and they went right to the back of my garden. We began to hear loud banging feet in the house. Or more disturbingly, we'd hear growls coming from corners in the room. Each visit to the woods brought with it stranger and stranger finds. And it didn't start to become a little bit oppressive, really, until, I don't know, about 18 months in, and that was one of the reasons I stopped visiting. I had a neighbour I would forage with, and she wanted to learn all of the foodstuffs and the resources available down there. And in exchange, she'd teach me about edible mushrooms. She came to me one day because when she was walking and foraging down there in the same small woods, it's called Eleanor's Woods, she suddenly lost all coordination. She had no idea where she was, or even who she was. Her dog transformed into a wolf-like animal, and the whole event really scared her. So much happened there, that I was starting to feel stalked, just like Polly. I shut everything down at that point, and the builders moved in. I no longer live there. I left many negative things behind at that house, and now feel as free as a bird. As I did, when I first regained my trust in my gut and I walked the woods alone without a heavy weight on my coattails. The oppression surrounding me seemed insurmountable back then. But it was a change in thinking that freed me. Everything here in the new house is lighter brighter. It's just fresh, like a breath of spring air. I suppose the lesson is, it's okay to close things down. It's okay to be in control of what's around you. It's okay to set boundaries. It took me a while to learn that lesson, but I was liberated this year when I finally did. There are other cases like poly, far too many for me to go into at at the moment, but there was a couple in Birmingham in 2014 who also saw something leaping into the road that they described as looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then we go to Charmaine's side of the car uh, board at Arbor Oath. A witness there said when he was in his 20s, he saw a creature that looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger. It happens over and over again. It's one of the things that people in the UK will describe because we didn't and don't have a word for Bigfoot. We never have. We don't have anything. like. Normally in the UK, people will report a ape man, a gorilla man, um, chimp, um, a cross between a man and a chimp. It was a caveman. It's very, very rare that people say, you know, it was a Sasquatch. That's a very modern thing. So for most of us in the UK, we see an upright, thick, muscular being and we think, Jesus, that's the size of, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, or the Hulk or someone like that. You know, there are just so many similar reports that it's impossible to share them here tonight. I was able to assure Polly she wasn't alone. I also drove home just how powerful she was or this creature wouldn't have shown any interest in her. Do you remember when Emma and Sarah were at um, Bempton, Sarah said she could feel it around the home and she could feel it getting closer and closer. I think it's in our DNA, just like myself and you and thousands of others. I don't find it a coincidence that once again we have a person visited by beings for being a child who self-trained herself intuitively to deal with it and still carry on a relatively normal life, you know, going to work, doing all the things we have to do. That's strength. It's also not a coincidence Polly came across my content as this happens so often just at the point where a person can no longer shoulder that burden alone. They suddenly find me. They'll find the podcast or the book or an article. Some people see me on TV and just search to find me. And I know what that feels like. I used to be that person out there searching. I had so many doors shut in my face. And I need to keep that door open now for everyone that's coming behind me. There are other coincidences between the reports I've given you tonight and many, many others here in the UK. And they are like things happening around at home. I remember a lady on the border of Shropshire who started to do some really decent research in her woods. She found a number of really big boulders that you would have needed machinery or at least some form of lift to move, three of them lined up on the driveway. She was also out foraging and she found a blind, a perfect hunting blind. And when she looked in it, it looked directly into a house. She also started to get really loud thuds and bangs and things running around her in the woods, you know. It happens. I remember looking at old bypass, you know the, what Polly mentioned, the old railway embankments. They have them here where I live. They call them the bankings. They're just basically really large embankments that the, rail, the train used to go through that's now paved in most places. And they kind of left to rack and ruin. I've actually seen photographs of what i would class as a pig trap in some of those places so a pit that's dug with stakes and you can actually see them on the bike path there there are so many strange things that happen on these places when i was in hull i was doing a a talk at a conference and a mum pulled me to one side and she said that her daughter and her friends were walking home from school using these embankments and a leaf man was watching them from the trees there seems to be similar patterns that pop up, you know. There are also many ancient barrows that are in the areas where this happened, where Polly was, uh, second encounter was on land that's an ancient barrow. It's a two-minute walk from the bike route. There are cemeteries and golf courses, green belt, you know, fields, parkland, fields of food, ample brooks and streams. No doubt out there listening are other people who know those areas and have experienced something in them. They will know just how hard it is to shoulder that burden, to just carry on with life when you're having events like these. I don't see why we can't change the narrative on that. Let's bring this subject and others like it into the public realm. Let's just have a talk about it over a brew. It's ludicrous to me. That we can talk about X Factor, you know, or who the secret singer is or millions of people tune into that week in, week out. But we don't know our own history. We don't know our old religions. And we don't know that it's okay to say no, you know. And like I say, there are thousands of you out there listening. You know what that feels like. Hopefully if you're out there, now you know you're not alone. Because we stand in this together, and we're growing daily. If you listen, you can hear the sound of boots marching. Soon, the government will limit us to citizens' 15 minutes of outdoor freedom, Look it up, using the quiet traffic lane laws to virtually shut down our major cities. And when they've done that, it'll be the fields, then it'll be the woods, then it'll be the mountains, and then it'll be the beaches. The elite want you to stay indoors, plug in and tune in. They manufacture our illnesses and then they sell us the drugs that keep them in check. Notice I didn't say cure. Nature provides everything we need. 99% of big pharma products were found in our natural plants, barks. They were taken into the labs and they're being used against us. We used to hold that power in our hand. I'm not prepared to sit back and be told where, when and how long I can walk on the land that my ancestors toiled and many, many, many died for. I'm not being told what to eat, on which day. I've been saying it since I was a young girl, and you guys should say it yourself. I'm going to do it, just as I please.